when I'm taking on work, like I'm not just doing it because I, I need the money, but I'm doing it because it's something that I absolutely love and I want to spend my extra time away from my own family with these people making art that they will love because that makes me happy. Welcome to The Wonder Podcast. This is your host, CCB. And uh, today we're going to have a conversation about an initiative that we're involved in currently and uh, some of the reasoning behind the elements of the initiative. So Workplace 2030 is brought to the Bay Area by a consortium of uh, technology, uh, construction uh, service providers and uh, and advisors to model a an environment that folks can be able to walk through in person or virtually to experience what the office might look like. What are some of the elements that might be included in the office of tomorrow? The office of coming back from the COVID nineteen uh, situation, the office of the future in the near and maybe moving into the far term. It's intended to be the office as exploratorium. So people will be able to walk through and feel what that feeling is when you have touchless technology, when you are led through environments that, uh, that support the activities that we hope will take place in the office, such as collaboration and innovation and creativity, but also offer the the me need for some downtime, for some rejuvenation, for some respite. So we we crafted, along with all of our partners, a very intentional environment with a number of components. And from a sensory standpoint, we're clearly interested in the visual. We, though, have also included scents for work so that there's an olfactory uh, trigger that brings your mind a little bit more cohesively together. And there will be curated playlists that will be playing. So there's a, there's a sound uh, component that evokes feeling. And today we're talking about some of the visual elements of the space. And that is an art program that we've uh, crafted to support the narrative. And the narrative is, this is, a, this is the new workplace and this is where everyone can come in and feel comfortable, feel stimulated and feel accepted. And so today we have with us one of the artists who is a contributor to our, our art program, and that's Crystal Veronica. So Crystal, welcome. Hi, nice nice to meet you virtually. <laughs> virtually, it's swell to meet you as well. Um, we're thrilled with the contribution that you have made to our, our Workplace 2030 art program. But first I'd love for you to just give us a little background on who you are and how you came to be the artist that you are today. Okay. Um, so I, 
God, I feel like every time someone asks me how long I've been, um, you know, a photo photographer, I stumble because I don't know that I'm great with the dates. Um, but I think it's been about eight or nine years now. Um, and really, um, so I am, um, a queer identified, um, Chicana identified, um, you know, woman. And, um, I think that my, like my, one of my personal beliefs is that the personal is political. So I feel like anything I do, whether that's through work, whether that's through, you know, just daily activities, life, um, or, you know, my artwork, my photography, um, it's all kind of political and it's an extension of me. I mean, especially art. Um, and so, I don't know, eight or nine years ago, I realized after having gotten two degrees, two higher education degrees, um, and having been in the workforce for a little bit of time that, you know, I really was missing something. And I realized that that missing, um, the thing that I was missing was art. Um, and that's, you know, when you're in, you know, grade school or in high school, I feel like there's always an opportunity to take an art class. And it was always something that I looked forward to. And then after, you know, you go into college, you, you, you know, you get into the workforce, you don't have that, um, you know, that thing that you can just kind of zone out or like, I don't know, tune in with your own self um, by doing. So I just decided I'd, I'd seen a friend's um, engagement, um, you know, photos, and I don't know what it was, but it just for whatever reason, like I felt like I was looking at it for the, like, or looking at photography for like the first time. Um, and I realized that what I really appreciated about looking at these photos, having not been a photographer at that point, was that I really saw the people, you know, just being who they are. Um, and I really saw themselves like reflected back in the images. And it wasn't like this thing where, you know, like you have fake smiles or everyone's looking at the camera or I don't know, it just felt real. And I realized that I kind of wanted to see more of that and that I could, you know, potentially do that um, if I picked up a camera and worked on it myself because I needed some more art therapy in my life. And so I bought a camera on the internet <laughs> and didn't know what I was doing. Um, you know, just basically played around my city of San Francisco and took walks and photographed everything I could possibly photograph and, um, you know, posted them on Instagram is new back then. So, you know, I would post, you know, random pictures of like my coffee <laughs> on Instagram or flowers, um, and Facebook. And, um, you know, I think someone reached out to me and was like, Hey, like, we've noticed that you've been posting these great pictures on the internet and we're getting married and we're not even, you know, thinking, we weren't thinking of having a photographer, but, you know, like we could, you know, be interested in having you come join us for the day. And I was thinking, okay, wait, like, is this ridiculous? This is probably a crazy idea for me to, you know, even consider this, you know, I like, I take pictures of the outside of flowers. Um, and, you know, they were, they're a queer couple um, and they were having a small ish wedding and I just fi figured, you know, like they weren't going to have anyone take any photos at all. 
Um, and I didn't make anything off of, you know, the wedding, but I said yes, because I was just like, you know what, let me just say yes to things that I actually need to like, I don't know, I need to be scared. Um, because I feel like you can't do anything great without being scared. So I just said yes. And that was the beginning of something that I didn't even know was going to be a part of my life. Um, you know, like wedding photography. Um, and, you know, up until that point, really, I've, I've never been a fan of weddings um, or the wedding industry. Um, and I realized that what it came down to for me in, in regards to, you know, photography and like shooting couples, shooting families, is that the biggest thing in my life is family. Like family is everything to me. And so I kind of treat wedding photography in that way, right? Um, I think that uh, weddings are great days in people's lives where they get to kind of corral all their favorite people together and celebrate love. And, you know, it, it's like an opportunity for your family, your friends, your friend family to kind of be there and celebrate you. But really it's kind of like the beginning of, or the formalized beginning of a family, right? A family unit. So, um, yeah, I just kind of started, you know, meeting people across the Bay Area, photographing weddings, and then quickly realized that, uh, you know, like being true to myself, I wanted to work with people who were like me. I wanted to share stories of people whose stories aren't typically shared. Um, so queer folks, you know, anyone on the LGBTQ spectrum, um, people of color, Black people, Indigenous people, um, you know, those groups, because I feel super connected. Being a member of those, those communities, I feel super connected and know that I can do my best work when I'm working with those groups. And I feel like, um, you know, if you are on the other side and are having your photo taken, you want someone to connect with you. And if they are connecting with you, you can be your honest and true self, hopefully, as much as you can be in front of a camera, um, and then get the, the images of yourself that you love. So I'm going to say, first off, we'll point out that we will share Crystal Veronica Photography's website on the, uh, on the notes for this particular uh, episode of the Wonder Podcast. So we'll you'll be able to access this. But it, when you do, uh, you will notice that what Crystal's talking about right now is so heartfully apparent that you become, uh, there's, it almost is like there's no filter between what's going on in the image, you know, and the photographer. It's, it is, it is the, it's the feeling, it's the experience, it's the activity it's the people and it's the emotion that's there so uh i first off i'm gonna say it's it, you do amazing work and it's absolutely lovely and it's truth truly uh, clear how how connected you are with the folks so the, the the um what do we call them in photography the um your <laughs> oh God, i'm just like spacing on a word there what the, the um, <laughs> like the content of the image, but, uh, yeah. mm -hmm. so, so would you talk a little bit about how, so it's, it's kind of interesting that, uh, 
your life, life is all about politics <clears throat> for you and, and you express your politics and you live in your politics and you get to work in your politics, which is, you know, an ideal um, combination, I, I would think. Um, how does that support your life? Does photography support your life or do you have another uh, work gig that augments that? Yeah, that's a good question. Thank you so much for your uh, compliments. It really means a lot. I um, I will say that I also do have a full-time job. And um, I've realized now, as someone who's been in the photography world for a little bit of time, has, you know, a really good, um, you know, friend network of other photographers, um, that at first... I felt ashamed a bit to admit that. Um, and I would, you know, maybe for like, it was almost like I was leaving, you know, a part of myself out whenever I would talk about my photography and my art um, and that I would just enter this photography world and just talk about, you know, the art and what I do. And I realized that by not sharing that I also have a full-time job that that's, you know, a huge part of me that's, that I'm, you know, forgetting to share. Um, and I realized it, it stems from this um, feeling that I think a lot of artists feel that you're supposed to be legit, I guess, as an artist. Um, you need to be a full-time artist, you know, living off of, you know, your full-time artwork and that it's really kind of not legit unless you're doing that, right? You're the starving artist, right? Right, exactly. So I think that what I didn't realize was that was a part of, you know, it was deep down in me. And so that's where like my um, reluctance to even bring it up or like I wasn't even thinking about it. It just wasn't a part of my conversation with other photographers that I was also having this full-time job, right? Um, but then... I don't know. I was at this photography conference and I realized, you know, like I just happened to say it out loud <laughs> that I, you know, work full time. Um, and I think that a lot of, a lot of them all of a sudden looked at me and they were like, Oh my God, you do. Okay. So I do too. Can we talk about that? And I felt like it was just this, like, you know, like I made it, it gave someone permission to kind of own their story. Right. Because I was also owning mine at the same time. So I um, have had a lot of, you know, people ask me along the way of whether or not I'm, you know, going to go full time in photography. Um, and I've never really had an answer because I don't, I didn't really know if I wanted to. Um, so I work, you know, full time at a university in San Francisco. And I mean, obviously now we're virtual, <laughs> everything's virtual. Um, but yeah, I am the chief of staff and director of operations for the vice president to student affairs and enrollment management. Um, I've actually been working at a university pretty much since I earned my master's degree. I earned my master's degree in women's studies at San Francisco State, and I just kind of stayed. Um, and it's not something that I ever thought that I would do. Like working at a university was not necessarily my career path, but there is something amazing about working on a, on a university campus that I really love. And it has, like, I've also met a lot of great people along the way. And so I've just kind of stayed and grown. Obviously I didn't start out as being a chief of staff. I started out as, you know, um, 
a rental like sales clerk, really like helping people um, rent rooms um, at our downtown center, like companies rent rooms when the classes weren't being used. So um, I've kind of really grown up in the last, I don't know, number of years since I've been um, a student, but, but really, um, I mean, especially today, I feel so incredibly grateful to have a full-time job. Um, and it's allowed me a couple of different things. So it's really given me the uh, ability to really focus on, like, when I look at photography, like, I've chosen such a specific niche that I can be very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, picky, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Um, and, you know, because as I, you know, was starting out in wedding photography, <clears throat> I share this with a lot of my clients, but I remember being um, at one wedding where I was, you know, photographing the groom and the groomsmen in a straight wedding. And I was in this very small uh, hotel room with a bunch of dudes. And, you know, I was trying to be, you know, keep my cool and, um, you know, it's kind of awkward to be in a space with a lot of people who I don't really feel, you know, like I relate to very well, not to mention that they're all kind of in some sort of undress, you know, because they're all kind of getting, you know, dressed from one thing to another. So I just remember that at one point when I started feeling uncomfortable or feeling comfortable that someone started making a gay joke. And because I wasn't the primary photographer, I wasn't going to say anything because it wasn't, you know, like my business, my personal business that I was representing. I was there representing another friend. Um, and so I just realized at that moment that if I have my own business um, on the side, you know, that I can make the rules because I'm the boss. And my decision was to just, you know, work with the communities that I want to work with, um, that I feel more most connected to. And so I just put it out there on my website, you know, like I work with LGBTQ folks and POC, and that's just the way it's going to be. And I want to attract, you know, people to me, um, the people that I want to work with. And I also want to repel people because if, they don't have the same political beliefs, um, then I don't, I know that I'm not going to feel comfortable working with them and they're not going to get the product that they want. So um, yeah, having a full-time job has really enabled me to be all kinds of picky in my side gig because I can say no, really. Because when I'm taking on work, like I'm not just doing it because I, I need the money but I'm doing it because it's something that I absolutely love and I want to spend my extra time away from my own family with these people making art that they will love because that makes me happy, right? It's not just about the money. It's about um, doing something that I, that I love with people that I love. So yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's basically it. So I was going to ask the question in our conversation earlier, you had mentioned that you actually do an interview with uh, potential clients, which 
is a is is an act is a very interesting process. Uh, it's something that, frankly, more organizations, more you know, vendors probably should do because you then understand what you know how well you're going to be able to work with someone. So, right. uh, can you talk about that just a little tiny bit. Yeah. Um, so anytime I get a, you know, an inquiry onto my website, I immediately reach out and I say, Hey, cause I'm a huge coffee lover. So like, Hey, let's have coffee. <laughs> or I guess nowadays it's, you know, let's chat on zoom and drink coffee together. <laughs> um, and really before I book anything, it's, you know, let's have a conversation. Let's make sure that we really feel like we can connect uh, on a personal level. So that you, like, I know what it's like to be on the other side of the camera. I hate it. <laughs> I, it's hard for anybody, right? Um, there are probably a handful of times in your life that you can remember um, actually being on the, on the other side of a professional camera. It's, uh, it's not like we have professional photos taken, it up, taken of us all the time. So it's a little nerve wracking. And um, I want to make sure that they feel super comfortable with me. And I also want to make sure that I feel super comfortable with them so that we can kind of vibe and create something really great together. Um, it's really crazy because usually when I have these coffee dates, I can usually tell pretty quickly if this is a good, a good date, a good blind date, right? Um, or if it's kind of going south. There's been only a few times that it's gone south, but that's usually when the couple is just asking me all of the typical like photography um, or technology related questions. And there's no like um, interest in getting to know who I am or vice versa. Right. Or they, they don't really want to divulge too much about who they are as a couple. And on the times that it has been really great, usually by the end, I feel like it's been usually over an hour and we've already talked about like a ton of other family and personal things um, where I feel like we're already friends. And then a handful of times there's been uh, couples who are just kind of looking at me like, so are you going to like swipe right or are you going to swipe left? You know, like, is this going good for you? Because I think it's going good for me and we really want to hire you. But how do you feel about us? <laughs> and not having ever been on, you know, Tinder or anything like that. I don't know which is the right way to swipe, but um, it's always kind of a great feeling when they kind of look at me and they're like, okay, so we really love what, what's happening here. And we also want to know if you're feeling it too, because we realize that it's not just uh, we pick you, but it's also like we pick each other kind of a thing. Right. So it's just so... Uh, it's so lovely to think about that uh, building small community units with each project that you work on. So you you know they I can imagine you know looking back at your at your special day photographs, you do remember who that person was that took them, especially if it's someone like uh, someone like you who has has gone that extra step to make you feel that comfortable. So t will you tell us uh, with what photography you have contributed to the Workplace 2030 project? Sure. Um, so I was lucky enough to contribute four 
um, of my images to the project, um, three of which are actually some of my travel uh, work. Um, so it's just some of my personal um, art that I do for myself. And one image is actually from a wedding that I photographed of a couple in the Bay Area. And that's, so when I was first approached by this project um, and asked to contribute, um, you know, like, of course it sounded amazing to me. Um, and I also had questions because as a primarily wedding photographer, it's kind of hard to think of, you know, like I don't ever think of having my Im my images put up in a gallery because usually you don't go to a gallery to see a bunch of wedding photography, you know, images, right? You just, it's not something that I've ever really considered. But when I was approached by this project, um, there's one image that actually uh, I immediately thought of because they were talking about, you know, like really having the community vibe, really feeling, feeling like if you enter the space, you not only feel like you belong there, but like you feel super comfortable. It should feel like almost like a, an extension of home in a way. That's kind of how I, I got the vibe. Um, and so there was this one image that I am constantly thinking about when I hear the words like connection or home. And this couple that I photographed um, a couple years back, they had a really large wedding, these uh, two black women. Um, and I remember they, you know, rented out this huge uh, space because they just have, they've developed such a large, like family, like friend family community. Um, and they wanted everyone to celebrate with them on their day, right? And so as part of their ceremony, I remember um, I was standing on like a stage um, and they had gone down below the stage and they asked all of their friends and family to just kind of come up and come around them. And basically it was hard to remember exactly what was being said at the time because I was probably crying behind my camera. But really, I just remember, I feel like the room was just all there focused on like blessing these two women and their journey together past and for moving forward. And I got this image where all you see is just people surrounding them. And it's just, I don't know, like it's, it, it was, I was excited when I took it. <laughs> um, and it still excites me today because I feel like it's like the ultimate wedding image. Um, it's like you get, it's not just the couple agreeing to, you know, I don't know, be together or love each other forever, but it's really about like, you know, this is what I'm asking. Like I'm asking to not just, you know, support you, but I also need the support of all of our friends and family. And I also want us to be a part of supporting all of them as well. So I felt like it was very like, a give and take type of situation and full of blessings. And it was just so beautiful. Um, so that's the one wedding image that I, that I shared, but the other three images were taken when I've traveled abroad. Um, I believe one of them um, I took in Thailand at one of the floating markets, which 
if you've ever been to one, it's just unbelievable. Um, when I look at it now, I'm thinking, wow, what a nightmare due to COVID because there's so many people. Um, and the idea of being that close to that many people is kind of weird now. Um, but yeah, like just so many people in a bunch of boats doing their thing, eating, um, you know, selling, just such a community vibe. Um, and then I believe that there might have been a couple of images that I took when I was in India, which is actually the first time that I, I took a really big trip away from the United States. And it was also connected to a photo group um, trip that I went on with a bunch of other photographers, which was also kind of awesome because the whole point of being in India was to really um, take photos. Um, and if you've been to India, or even if you haven't, you know that it's, India is just such a colorful um, country. And um, yeah, so I think there's a, an image of the Taj Mahal reflected in the water, which, I mean, I, I found myself taking all these pictures of the Taj Mahal because of course, like you never expect that you're ever gonna be there. Um, so it was like a dream of mine come true. And then I realized that I wanted, as a photographer, I wanted to take a different picture that I hadn't seen before. And so I just happened to be looking around and I looked down and there was this, you know, pool of water and I saw the reflection of the Taj Mahal with a bunch of people, um, you know, in front of, of the Taj Mahal. And I was just like, well, I just looked down, I took the photo and I realized later, I was like, wow, like, wasn't even thinking. I just wanted to take something different for myself. And it's probably one of the most, uh, my most favorite images that I've taken for myself. So That's I'm excited to share it. We are enormously grateful that you have made this contribution and are sharing uh, with us and with our community that we'll be, um, that we'll be experiencing the Workplace 2030 environment. I want to say that uh, as your contribution, we are working out how we might uh, offer your images for sale. And if they are sold, a portion of the proceeds are being contributed to an organization that, of your choice. So would you spend a little tiny bit of time and tell us who you picked to make a contribution to? Yes. Um, so I immediately thought of an organization called the Loveland Foundation. Um, it was uh, founded by a black woman, her name is Rachel Cargill, and I've been following her on Instagram for quite some time. Essentially, um, you know, she does a lot of work um, with uh, regards to like, uh, mostly directed towards, I think, white women <laughs> about being uh, anti-racist. And so um, since I've been following her for a while, um, she's created a couple different nonprofits, but when she started talking about this one, the Loveland Foundation, I just kind of immediately was like, well, yes, this makes total sense. Um, I feel like I shared a few days ago on Instagram, along with a lot of other people, let's be real, um, a quote by Malcolm X. And Malcolm X said, the most disrespected person in America is the Black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the Black woman. The most neglected person in America is the Black woman. And I mean, clearly, um, that's couldn't be more true today, right? We just had, um, you know, a terrible uh, 
terrible news about the Breonna Taylor case, you know, in the last week or so. And I mean, that's even more clear today. Um, and what the Loveland Foundation does is essentially offer free therapy to Black women and girls. Um, and I think that especially now is like, the all of us, the country, the world is grieving over a number of different things. Um, you know, therapy has become even more important today. And I think that access to therapy has been hard, not just for Black women and girls, um, but for anyone. And so I think it's even harder for probably Black women and girls to get the therapy that they need and, and deserve. Um, so I'm super excited that if we can find a way to sell the images, I'm going to be donating as much as I possibly can to that organization because I believe wholeheartedly in it. Uh, Crystal Victoria Photography. We are enormously grateful that Crystal has spent time with us today and sharing your story, which is uh, which is of community, which is representative of uh of the fabric, the rich fabric that is uh, the Bay Area and with, that is the United States. And we, we certainly are happy that we have your images in the Workplace 2030 so that other people can experience them, but also gives us the opportunity to share bits of the story so that it, it furthers that, uh, that message. And the, the idea of dropping the stone in the pond and the ripple that just keeps moving. We, if we can't be loud, if we can't be loud, we can be, we can be quiet and we can be consistent. And we are, as I said before, so grateful that you had spent time with us and that you've made this contribution and that you've become a part of our community. So thank you. Thank you. Is there any last thing that you'd like to say before we sign off? Um, no, I don't think that there is. Um, I'm definitely excited to hear from the other artists. Hopefully you'll be interviewing them too, because um, I'd love to hear them talk about their art as well. Yes, we are. So hopefully there'll be a series of podcasts as well as blog posts where we'll share the story. And we love the idea and the opportunity to share stories as broadly as we can through social media, and we will do that. So. Lastly, thank you again very much, Crystal Wallen of Crystal Veronica Photography. And the Wonder Podcast can be heard on iTunes, Spotify, anything, any streaming service that you listen to podcasts on. And we will share this information as broadly as we can. 